Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 91. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am the creative director of Barefoot. I am also the philosopher of geek culture, or geek culture philosopher, however you want to say it. And I'm here with my co-host, Adam, just give me your jewels. Oh, oh, hey. Just come up off them. Okay. Just just um, lift them up off. It's, I have these. Just go on and lift. On my, on my left wrist. These, lift, are, these are my... Uh, lift those off. These are my... Uh, and come uh, up off of that. Uh... uh what are these? The Black Panther beads? Kimoyo beads? Kimoyo beads. Where'd you these, get those This from? is why I can't have Kimoyo beads. I can't even remember. <laughs> yeah, but I bought these from a monk. Yeah? Yeah. From Kunlun? <laughs> well, you know, roughly around that. Um, I, don't know it was like, I don't know if that's vibranium. It man. was like eighth and market. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, That like, monk. I know, I know him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. He might have been from Kunlun. I didn't ask. The guy who just walks up to you and just hands you... The thing you're like, oh, thank you. And he's like, yeah. come up, just give me the jewels. It was exactly that. <laughs> and uh, my man, <laughs> he didn't, he didn't say anything to me. But my, uh, my man pulled out a like a little notepad. Yeah, and he showed me all the you know previous donations, right, right, so to speak. Yeah, and I, I couldn't help but notice. But the one uh, that was last made to him was for forty dollars. No, and I said. <laughs> Nah, <laughs> you got it all wrong. You wrote nah, that. Nah, I no. didn't write that. Was yeah, it? Yeah, I will not give you more than a comic book is worth. <laughs> was it friend. different handwriting, or was it all the same handwriting? <laughs> all the same. Nah, yeah, he so, wrote that joint. Yeah, it was all the same handwriting. It looked like some of them he tried with his left hand, some of them he did with his right oh, hand, and well, like changed it. Up. I don't know nothing about that. Yeah. Yeah, but but look, you made a very hostile environment for me. You asked me for I, I my did. jewels immediately when we start the show. Just give me the jewels, Tetris. All right. That's cool. We're so, good. internet, go. welcome to Compu Junto episode ninety-one. Thank you for joining us again. Thank you for those of us, those of you who have been with us for many, many moons now. And if there are some of you, this is your first time listening. Welcome to the Junto. Uh huh. Um, before we get started, feel free to talk back to us on Twitter, live tweet while you listen um, using the hashtag Podin P O D I N. Um, you can use that. That's kind of a hashtag that folks use on the Twitters mm. while they're actually listening to stuff and they can put what they're listening to. So you can also tweet at us using hashtag. Um, uh, no, I'm doing it wrong. You can tweet at us, send us questions using yeah. hashtag AskCBJ if you have any questions about what we're talking about today. At Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedderus, at Comic Book Junto. We like hearing people talk back to us and let us know what's going on. That's right. Shout out to everybody who's in the uh, Facebook group, everybody who's a part of our Patreon. If you like the pod, if you like what we're doing Comic Book Junto, consider becoming a Patreon member. Yes. Patreon.com forward slash Comic Book Junto. That's J-U-N-T-O. Put us in your pool list. Add us to your pool list. That's right. For roughly the price of one Marvel comic book. Yeah. A month. Yeah. So this ain't even like, uh, you know, you have a whole stack and you pay this multiple times a week. This is like five bucks a month. You can support us, support the pod, uh, support Octavius and I having conversations about geek culture and philosophy. Yeah. And the reason why we call it the philosophy of geek culture is because we look at geek culture and comics and TV and movies and all that kind of stuff. And we look at how it affects our community, our culture and the world around us. Um, we have lots of opinions. We have lots of thoughts. And we figured... People probably want to hear us talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very self-centered. It wasn't arrogant at all. I mean, yes. I mean, I, we humbly said, yeah. we humbly looked in the mirror and said, "You've got a voice people need to hear." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every I start every day. I wash my face. I look myself dead in the eyes you. and say, "You have opinions that people want to know." That's right. Twitter is not enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you need your whole. You need your own platform. And then my that my reflection speaks back to me and says, "You have a lot of privilege, Adam. You need to check yourself." <laughs> Hush. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. So, Sorry. 
We're about to get into this. Let me get into this. I, w- I was trying to start a story before we even started the show. Okay. You made me hush and, and not share it until the, the, the mic was hot. just wanted to share with everybody. I didn't want to be selfish. This is very generous, but the, the egg's going to be on your face because this story is just not, it's not a quality story. But look, I'm telling it anyway. Uh, the other week I was listening to Migos. Uh-huh. Uh, I was, uh, this I was, is important. Yeah, this is important. I was listening to Walk It, walk, <laughs> walk it Like I Talk It, right? And I was watching the music video specifically, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was with friends of mine. Music video is great. It's hilarious. It's the like the new Migos Soul Train. Drake mm-hmm. <laughs> it shows up mm-hmm. in it and looks right. wild. Yes. And I was watching it and listening to the song and having a great time. But first of all, this this part of the the story goes straight to Migos. This is to uh, take off Offset and Quavo mm-hmm. to Huncho. Four eighty p. They uploaded that thing to YouTube in 480p. On purpose? I guess. You can't make it HD? No. Maybe it's supposed to be uh, ashy like that. I guess. Well, that's what I thought. Like, maybe it's supposed to be like The Wire. Mm -hmm. Like, they're never going to do an HD remake. It's always going to be 4-3 ratio. Mm -hmm. Um, But come on, man. 480p? This was important for the internet to know, Adam. We just said that's why we have a podcast. All right, so second thing. So my friend is listening to it. He's maybe less of a a, a hip-hop guy. Uh Uh-huh. Doesn't listen to a lot of Migos. And he turns to me and he says, is Migos good? (laughs) Wait, he was clarifying? Yeah. It's like, they're they're not good, right? Wait, no, no, they are good? Like I talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it like I talk. And he just turns to me and is Migos good? <laughs> and yes. I, there's a beat between us. And I said, yeah. Uh-huh. And that's it. That's it. Like, All right. Okay. And cool. I think like immediately after that, he's just like, Put that okay. in my notes. Sure. You, you gave it the cosign. So I'm, like, we're good. Am I supposed to like this? question Migos. That's well, where sometimes I you got to question Migos. Every now and then when I'm <laughs> listening to what they're doing. I mean, hip hop in general. Like I'm a hip hop fan and hip hop yeah. does connect to geek culture. Yeah. Like we say, going back to Wu-Tang and Kung Fu movies and how everybody's got to they got an alias and, you know, a.k.a. so-and-so-and-so. Oh, yeah, Wu-Tang, uh, uh, Hip Hop Family Tree, which is a comic book series about the roots of hip-hop and Africa Bambata and, mm-hmm. like, uh, Ghostface even calls himself Tony Stark. So, I mean, right. there, there are a Iron lot Man. of parallels. A yeah. A lot of parallels. Yeah. yeah. But um, what was the point here? What was I going with that? Just hip-hop and geek culture. Like, rap culture I was and geek making culture, I think, uh, uh, coincide. That wasn't the point, though. Uh, oh, you you were you were making a point about questioning Migos. Oh, yeah. So, sometimes <laughs> I'm listening to music, and I'm just like, wait, what? Like, there's a line where Future <laughs> says, if you think you d- did more drugs than me, you must be hallucinating. And it's like, <laughs> is that your boast? <laughs> it's like, like yeah, but Future also You ain't says, done no more drugs than me. He also says famously, la di da di da, <laughs> slob on me knob? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, at <laughs> first, that, when I heard that part of the song, I was like, what is this? Is that a Gotta be honest. Thing? Grows on you. Uh, yeah, it does. It does. Absolutely. Looking forward to that part of the song when, <laughs> when, the, when the song is playing. <laughs> it's like, because the beat drops out and it comes back in, you're like, yo, this joke going off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I what? always wonder about that too. Like he does a voice and everything. If look, listen to the song. What is the name of that song? King's Dead. King's Dead on the Black Panther soundtrack. Yeah, uh, listen to that song. It's a great song. 
And then Future does that thing, and he has this like high pitched, nasally, raspy <laughs> voice. It's very peculiar. Yes. But I always wonder about that when when rappers are in the studio and they're trying out that stuff. Kendrick especially, he's got a thousand voices. Mm-hmm. When when they put on that voice, are people sitting around like, what the hell was that? Or is everybody instantly on board? I gotta believe that people looked up and turned around. It's like, what? In the, what <laughs> the hell going on? <laughs> like. What is what is the meaning of this? Yeah. The future like, no, nah, no, nah, I got this. Trust, <laughs> yeah, trust me. me. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if you have a producer at the time and he says, look, I like that last take. That's cool. But for this next one, mm-hmm. I want you to raise your voice. High I want pitch. it to sound like you've been smoking for 80 years. Right. And I want you to just like, you know, in as shrill. Pick, as, pick a nursery rhyme. <laughs> yeah, pick a nursery rhyme. But I want you, the, the melody <laughs> of a nursery rhyme, but I also want you to just... Inject some Project Pat. I just want you to put in yeah. Project Pat's lyrics. That's good. Just stay right there. That's funny. It's an interesting combination. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, Atlanta. Have you been watching Atlanta? Very much. Are you enjoying the second season? I am. Robin season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the episode in which uh, um, uh, he goes to Spotify. I assume it's something. Yeah, it's yeah. like Spotify or a co-working space or yeah. something like that. That sort of Paperboy thing. Paperboy. Yeah, Paperboy Earn. goes in there and he's supposed to do that like quote tiny desk unquote mm-hmm. concert and he's cutting a, he, he was cutting an advertisement for them and the, and the guy who's doing producing the advertisement he's like yeah that's cool that's cool uh, for this next one you're at a, a crazy party and you know it's like it's so wild you're having so much yeah. fun and like you just give me some of that yeah this is Paperboy you listen to the Fresh playlist Long Live Fresh nigga <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and the the producer can't say anything. Oh my god. Nothing to say. Nothing. Yo, to that say. show is hilarious. It is. Oh. It is. Uh, the most recent episode I've watched, I think is the most recent episode, but Bibby. him with it, yeah, with Bibby as barber. Mm. That shit is outrageous. Yo. Uh I watched it with Timory, it made her so anxious mm. because Bibby kept getting them deeper <laughs> and deeper and deeper. You know what the funniest part about that episode is? The very I end? don't he, funny enough, spoilers for Atlanta, whatever yeah. episode number this is. You've got to watch Atlanta. If you're not watching Atlanta, fix yourself. Yeah. Um, but the funniest part about it, as crazy as that episode is, black folk specifically, you see it's ridiculous, but then you're like, but it's <laughs> not, though. <laughs> like, it's satire. It's, it's, it's complete nonsense. Yeah. But at the end, it kind of brings it full circle to understand but you can't leave your barber. Yes, though. yes. It, not, it, and it's not even because I'm, I'm. He like Al was, you know, Paperboy's completely justified in going. I don't. I'm not. I'm not gonna go here anymore. Right. But then when you <laughs> sit down in somebody else's seat and someone says, "How you want your haircut?" and you go, "Oh no. Oh, I don't even know how to explain it." Yeah. Or or they're like, "Hey, what you want a three or a four? And you kind of look at them like, "I don't know this." And does, the, does he know what he's doing? The sound of the Clippers turning on. Yeah, and you see like Paperboy jolt. Like, oh no. Yeah, I, because I don't. And the know thing what's is, coming. like, I'm stuck. I yeah. have to. I have to go back. It I elevates have to put, it. I have to put up with it. It it, 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 it. it puts so much value on like knowing, trusting mm-hmm. that somebody is going to take care of that for you, and right. you don't need to worry about it. Right. That you will go through hell, literal hell. Yeah. And still get in the chair. That's what's so funny about it because. 
that's an extreme version. <laughs> but I've definitely sat down in the chair, cape, you know, the the little piece of paper around your neck, cape around your neck, and your barber walks out the door, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there for 15 minutes in the chair with the cape on, mm-hmm. like, where is he at? He come back with a pl- platter of food, mm-hmm. sit down, and he got two people behind you. <laughs> and someone walk up and he like, yeah, I got two more and one in the chair and then you up next. Yeah. Up next, you just said there's three people in front of me. Oh, man. Man. That's funny. It, hilarious show. Watch Atlanta. It's a good show. Um, since we're recapping, yeah. I've been watching, I watched Legion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, season two just started. Did you watch Legion? I haven't seen the the, the first episode of season two. I'm okay. very, very, very excited about okay. it. I did watch a primer. There was a elite, like uh, um, the character, the protagonist himself. Mm-hmm. He explains the plot, yeah, of season one, Just which is helpful because right. it is a it's a complicated show. It's a lot of stuff going on, but he boils it down into like two and a half minutes. Yeah. So, what do you think of the the first episode of season two? Nuts. Yeah. Like par for the course, nuts. Yeah. Two nuts. No, no, no. I, I lo- I'm I'm enjoying myself very much. Oh, okay. My wife watched it with me. And she's just like, this is actually a show that she seems to be into. Uh. She's into it because of the psychology of it. Yeah. And because of, like, she feels like, I think she feels like she has a grasp of what's, what the story is telling you is going on in the mind outside uh-huh. of the, the, the wigged outness of what's actually happening in the show. Yeah. So she feels grounded enough to, oh, this is the, this is the thread I can follow. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of at least make these wild things make sense mm-hmm. in a way and it's almost like it's almost like she has a better grasp of what's actually happening than I do mm-hmm. because she's tying it down to her understanding of you know schizophrenia or dissociative identity disorder or disorders in general mm-hmm. so she's so oftentimes watching the show she'll, I hear her go I, I'll hear her go huh interesting mm. and I look at her and go what's interesting I'm like oh well the way they're doing so and so and so because so and so and so Mm. Now she's she's she'll also go. What is going on? This show is like up, it's quite literally upside down. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, nearing, nearing spinning the end, out of control. Nearing the end of season one, they start doing some really really experimental stuff. And it, the early episodes, I mean, the first episode had a, a freaking musical choreographed number. Yeah, just dead in the middle of the episode. But later in the season, you know, they have episodes where they're messing with the genre, and it's a silent film, and there are placards that you have to read. I mean, there's a lot of challenging stuff in there. But Love it. Props to that show for mm-hmm. telling a superhero story in a totally original fashion. Especially in light of what we were talking about in episode 90 last week about how nobody really wants to do anything different, but yeah, they want word. something different. Yeah. Like, and FX really seems to be uh, doing some unique things, like with Atlanta, yeah. with Legion, with tr- The Trust or Trust or whatever it is. Another show I'm watching on FX. Um, I heard they just picked up. Or why requested a pilot man? for Why the Last Man. That is huge. Dude. There's a lot of huge. my time that is that is spent watching FX. Yeah, you know, I know you're a fan of the Amer- you're a fan of the Americans, right? Yeah, yeah, it's good. I, I watched a couple episodes of that, but I have I'm not up to date yet. It's good. It's but, good. Yeah, there's a lot of great stuff there. I agree. I agree. Good TV. So let's get into these comic books. Happy belated Brown Bag Day to you. Happy belated to you as well. Internet, happy Brown Bag Day. We are going to talk about the comics that we have gotten this week. Mm -hmm. We would like to hear what you guys got. So you can again, you can hit us up using um, at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedris, at Comic Book Junto. Use the hashtag Brown Bag Day and Mm -hmm. let us know what you got 
um, on Brown Bag Day. And mm-hmm. Adam, you want to explain Brown Bag Day for those who might not know what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Every Wednesday, new comic books come out. If you go and pick up comics from a local comic book shop, odds are those comics that you buy are going to be slipped into a thin brown bag. That brown bag becomes a symbol for this guy is holding comic books. And that's how... This guy's I, holding. He's holding mm-hmm. comic books. Yeah. Uh, it's nothing interesting. You, got that that you, work wanna, on you, you don't need to lift comic books from them unless you can't afford the three. Got that work on them. But uh, this is how Octavius and I became friends. We initially became friends because I had a, a, a bag of comics from Fat Jack's Comic Crypt on Twentieth and Sansom. They're not comic Center crypts. City. Don't come up if you blood. Don't run up on. Well, I guess. Yeah, you, it, you wouldn't be able to have a, a comic crypt. 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 It's not comic crypt. Right. So it would be Fat Jack's comic, I had, comic brip. What I'm saying is I have <laughs> Fat Jack's bombic brip. Right, right. Yeah. And I, I picked up some bombics Happy Brown Fat Bag Jack's. Day. I got bombics on Brown Bag Day. <laughs> I have to say, when I do that, when I sub in B for C, I assume what I'm doing is actually a terrible thing. Because I don't know the cultural implication of someone listening to this and be like, come on, man. You, you so you can't feel like you're acting brazy. I can't. I am. I am. I must say, I think I'm acting brazy. Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's, I don't, I don't want to put myself out there as being reckless, but I just, I'm, I'm making a, it's just a goof, y'all. Right. All right. Adam's like, listen, let me just check. It's, it's just jokes, people. <laughs> it's just jokes. Don't nobody come for me. So I bought some comics. Octavius recognized the brown bag immediately and we became friends. And look, here we are, uh, so many years later. Many, so, many bags later. That's that's why we celebrate the brown bag. So let's see what we got here. Let's see what has been purchased. You, I, let me just notice. You, you. Oh, there's the brown bag. There it is. That was a reveal. Everybody relax. How about it? Take it easy. Okay. Where's this from? Where'd you go? Um. So by the time I went to go to my regular comic book store, they were closed. Oh. Um. So I went to Atomic City Comics on South Street. That's right. And I picked up. Shout a out to Joe, the guy who runs Atomic. Yeah. Team. Shout Great out dude. to you. Pick up a couple of joints. I got the Rise of the Black Panther number four. We got Doom on the cover of that. Ooh. And we also have Black Panther and Shuri. On the co- on the and cover that's a book by well. Evan Narcis. Yes. Uh, who was previously joining you on an episode of Comic Book Junto Origins? Correct. Um. I have another comic. How do you pronounce this? Isola. Isola. I want to read that so damn bad. Yeah, Isola. That is a beautiful book. Um, Why did you pick that up? I picked this up because it was recommended, and I was talking about how much I enjoyed... um, May I? Yeah, go for it. Uh, I was talking about how much I enjoyed um, Extremity, and it's like, oh, if you like Extremity, then pick this up. So that is why I grabbed that. Yeah, this it's a gorgeous looking book. So when I was in Atomic, I was having a conversation and I was basically I was basically saying like, what's exceptional, man? You know what I mean? Like, what's what's a big deal? What do I really need to spend my time on? Cuz we were talking about in episode 90 how a lot of comics are just kind of like, ah, I mean, this is fine. This is okay. And this is kind of one of the things that ma- made me made me kind of pick up this next book. Mm-hmm. This was a recommendation, mm-hmm. um, and it's called Claudia and Rex. Mm. And this is a... Who puts that out? This is um, Buno, mm. which is, I think they're the publisher, and this is a Roar comic. Okay. So I have not cracked this open yet, but I do know it is a, mother, a, a black mother and her two daughters. Mm-hmm. So you can check that out. So I'm going to read that. And once I read it, I'll be able to report back to Compu Junta with some thoughts on that. But I picked that up because 
it was recommended highly like, hey, this is really good. I think you'll enjoy this. And I think I'm going to start scaling down the comics that I pick up to stuff that I am really enjoying and try to give some number ones a try. Yeah. But after that, I am going to kind of do a hybrid of what I did years ago, which mm. was like, I remember years ago, all I bought was graphic novels, mm-hmm. complete stories, beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. And I would go based off recommendations. What's good? This is good. Go pick it up. Yeah. So I'm going to do more of that. I'm going to be picking up more graphic novels. I'm going to be picking up more trade paperbacks. I'm going to be picking up more completed arcs where I can have some recommendations and go, hey, man, this is good. Yeah. But I'm going to scale back my individual comics that I pick up to stuff that, hey, this is fun. And if it's not fun, I'm going to put it down. Yeah. Yeah. I was having a conversation with someone recently about that. We were talking about Saga. And Saga 50 came out last week. Right. I still enjoy Saga. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes I take for granted that it, it is a very different style of book from any other comic that I read for the most part. Although it did inspire a lot of similar styled books. I mean, it was a huge success for Image and you saw a lot of really out there, like mature fantasy-based, just zany original stories coming from Image and some other publishers after the success of Saga. Certainly Saga was not the first, but it it inspired a lot, I think. But uh, I was talking to a friend of mine about that. He also keeps up with Saga, but he only reads the trades. I've been reading it in the big, tall, and that's hardcover, legit. giant, put it on my bookshelf version. That's I legit. I stuck it by the second one, but that's Be- how I've been reading. I, I love, I love Saga, but it is man, it's 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 arduous to only have thirty pages, and then you gotta wait a month. Hopefully a month because maybe it's delayed a little bit of time. That happens sometimes. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn and uh, uh, Fiona Staples, they take a break for some time and they take a few months off. And now you're waiting two months, three months, four months until the next issue. And it's, dude, it's, it, it actually wears on the quality of the story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like imagine you can only watch a movie 15 minutes at a time. It's like, damn. I can oh, only watch it 15 terrible. minutes at a time. And then watching I won't be able to see it again until next month. I'm it's, not watching that movie. And so I, I love Saga, and this goes for all comics, but I love this comic, but it's difficult. And sometimes I wish I would just wait and let all those issues accrue and read it all in one, because that would be dope too. But I feel this obligation, responsibility to support the comics that I like so they continue yeah. happening. I wonder if comic books are going to start moving more towards graphic novels and and maybe not as many individual issues i'll tell you what i would love to see marvel and dc plot out more of their stories way farther in advance so they have the story almost completed if not completed before it even comes out so put it out like a tv show yeah you know what i mean put it out out like a movie like like an epic movie all the times that we talk about a comic book event needing to stick the landing a lot of times that doesn't happen because they're making it like the TV show Lost. They're like, well, we got this great premise. I do not know how this is going to end up. And maybe we're delayed sometime, so you need to wait on it. And we need to make some edits to the story and continuity and rush some things here and edit some things there and move some pieces around. And ultimately, that means it starts out strong with a great premise and by the end of it, it's fizzled out. But maybe that's part of the that's and I'm and I, that, that's why I'm wrestling back and forth with this because maybe that's part of the love of the medium. A comic book mm-hmm. and a graphic novel are similar, but they're different format. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a serialized story and a complete thought mm-hmm. are 
different. A movie and a TV show are not the same. Word. And a movie and a TV show and something that comes out on Netflix is almost like a third kind of thing, like a bingeable show. Yeah. And those and bingeable shows, as we know on Netflix, they are actually made differently. They're constructed and designed differently. Yeah. They're made to be binged. They're made for you to not get up off the sofa mm-hmm. and spend three and four hours watching one thing. Yeah. They're just not structured the same yeah. as a movie. Yeah. I mean, I find <clears throat> oftentimes I get more enjoyment out of a good TV show than I do a movie. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And there, there are some cases there's some cases when you have a movie version of the exact same story to compare it to the TV version of the same story. And sometimes the TV version is just better because the TV version has more room to explore and you have a different way of experiencing it. Right. But that's a, that's a whole nother thing. But yeah, I, th- I think it is, for the most part, sort of the, the love of the medium. This is just the way that the medium exists. There's some things that might seem like it's easy to complain about or they're inconvenient, but really these are some things that I, I do love. I do appreciate in their way. Yeah. It is what it is. So what do you want to, so, um, I do have some comics here. Yeah. Batman 44, Bruce Wayne, Selena, they get married. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is the first time that I can think of in a long time when I wanted to pick up both variants of the cover right they connect so beautifully yeah on the the one side you have bruce looking in the mirror Mm -hmm. looking at himself as batman and on the other side you have selena in her full wedding gown looking at herself as catwoman yeah i can't wait to read this 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 is the stuff that i think tom king does the best and i'm excited about batman white knight man you turned me on to this this is the penultimate issue we only have one left after this one and this is the first time that we have like Joker, mad Joker on the front. Right. So things are popping off in that one. Well, I think there was an alternate cover that had Oh yeah. Joker on the cover. But anyway, carry okay. on. And uh, I picked up uh, Dr. Star in the Kingdom of the Lost Tomorrows. Mm-hmm. This is the uh, Black Hammer spinoff. It's issue two. It's good stuff. I want to tell the internet something. Mm. The listeners of the Junto. Yeah. You need to look into an app called Hoopla. Hoopla. Do you know about Hoopla, Adam? No. Hoopla, basically, this this sounds like a... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like Hoopla. Oh, yeah. It sounds like an ad. I need you guys to look into Hoopla. Hoopla's <laughs> Yo, been amazing. You want to cut a spot for that? <laughs> I mean, if they want I need you to talk about Hoopla. All right, you're at a party right now, and it's crazy. You're having a good time. Now tell me about Hoopla. No. Not the right place. <laughs> Not the right place. Let's just, just get crazy on this one. You should download Hoopla. <laughs> anyway, um, so Hoopla is something that I found. Um, and what it is, is it takes your library. It makes having a library card relevant again. Mm. When's the last time you went to the library? Uh, ooh, When's the last time long. you checked out a book or even a movie? Been too long. Or music. Or and we even like have that. comic books at the Philadelphia Free Public Library. Check this out. Yeah. You know what Hoopla is? No. Library on your phone. Okay. So you get a library card from your local library, which I actually didn't go into a library to do. I did it online. Yeah. And you put your library card into Hoopla, and it gives you access to all types of types of books. Like digital versions? Digital versions of books, uh, audio books, movies, music, and comic books. Oh, word. So you've got single issues from DC, from Marvel, from Image, mm. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I was in the comic book store yesterday, I was checking out some stuff, just trying to find something new. One of the things that was recommended to me very highly is Headlopper. Love Headlopper. You like Headlopper. Andrew McLean, good. It's so, so good. Here's what I did. 
I went to Amazon. I put put it on my Amazon list. And then I said, well, let me pull up Hoopla. Let me see if it's on Hoopla. Mm. Sure enough, both volumes are on Hoopla. No shit. So I, I mean, when I tell you there's not much from DC, Marvel, in, and um, Image that you're not going to be able to find on Hoopla. Huh. If it's in if it's in the bookstore, if it's on Amazon, it's probably on Hoopla. All right. And you do not have to pay for it. And what you do is you rent it just like you would from a bookstore. So what you're telling me is if I were to install the Hoopla app on my phone, yes. it would connect me to the free public library of Philadelphia. You would have to get a library card. Which I have. And yeah. I already have one. Right. And if you don't have one wherever you are in the on, on Earth Internet, you can just log on to your public library get a library card and then plug it into the Hoopla app. Yeah. And you can, and this is not an ad spot. I know it sounds like one, but it really isn't. I'm just really just trying to share yeah. the love. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm tight on money and I don't have it, and I'm not talking about brand new stuff. I'm not talking about, okay, Batman number 44 just came out. Let me hop on Hoopla. Yeah. But since we're talking about like, yo, man, what's really, really good? And you want to check it out before you buy it? Mm-hmm. Hop on there and read some saga. Yeah. You know, yeah. Hop yeah. on there and read some of the old wa- people talk about the Walking Dead. Go read Walking Dead. Yeah, you got hundreds of issues to read. Yeah, a so that's something for stuff. you guys to check out. Just wanted to share that with the with the Junto. Yo, I'll cut a spot for the public library though. Every so everybody who lives in Philadelphia and anybody wherever you live, you should check out your public library. The public library in Philadelphia one is free. It is free. So just go there and get a free library card. Two, the public library in Philadelphia doesn't just rent uh, uh, books and magazines and comics and movies. You can go there and you can borrow a suit for a job interview. What? Yes. Really? They have an entire programming for people who are trying to get work. And I can't afford a suit. Suit's expensive. I can't afford a tie. Tie's expensive. Jacket, pants, the whole John. You can go there and you can actually take out a suit for an interview. Do you remember and the you episode? bring it back. Do you remember the episode of Married with Children where, where Al Bundy took out that <laughs> took out that book from the library? Yeah, I just I, no, I don't remember. And, and he didn't return it. I don't remember what happened. I don't know. It was a whole episode. Oh, killer. Maybe try to rent it from the public library. <laughs> but, but like they, they even have culinary classes. You can go there and you can take culinary classes. This, is not, this is not on the Hoopla app. May, well, maybe it's not you on can't, the You app. cannot rent a Oh, they got recipe books. From the Hoopla app. <laughs> that you cannot do. I'm just saying the public library in Philadelphia is unbelievable. So, you know, comic book shop, yes. But the public library too. Hit that yeah. too. So just trying to remove some of the barriers for getting some of your friends in the comics. Or even, you know... Just you getting getting into some comics. Yeah. But let's get into some really important news right now. Yes. This is very important. Yeah. We have to address this. Mm-hmm. We have to come full circle and talk about what's important going on. Dwayne Johnson is not sure if he's going to come back um, for Fast and the Furious. Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. This is a serious situation. So. Tyrese has finally gotten what he's wanted. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did he want that? Tyrese didn't want to break up the Fast He wanted family. to ruin Dwayne. D- yes. Okay. Fair. He wanted to tear him down. Well, let me ask you for your source. Is Tyrese the person who is saying this? It's IGN is saying it. All right. Does Tyrese work for IGN? Tyrese might own IGN. Oh. You know what I mean? He does have Bumblebee and Optimus twist. Prime. You know what I mean? Twist. He might have Bumblebee and Optimus Prime. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, they might have ran up on, on D-Wayne. Now, here's why this is important. If you've listened to CBJ in the past, you know we've talked about Tyrese. We talked about Tyrese on episode 90. Tyrese is uh, one of those things. <laughs> He's finding his way to we, we, like, we don't want to have to address this. Tyrese, Migos, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Comic books. Yeah, sometimes. It all goes together. Yeah, it just, you know, we we swerve around, but it's it's all under the same It all comes umbrella. back to Tyrese, by the way. It all comes back to Tyrese. But uh, we have previously reported on Tyrese having beef with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. D-Wayne, as Tyrese refers to him. And uh, the the original narrative that we had talked about is apparently D-Wayne is off doing a spinoff a Fast and the Furious spinoff with Jason Statham, right? And that was potentially risking the Fast family. Right. Like they were going to break it up. Right. And uh, that, I think, Tyrese kind of like went bonkers. Yeah, he went bonkers. But like we the, at the time, there was a lot of hand-waving like, no, 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 no. Tyrese is just silly. This is not actually happening. But now Dwayne says maybe? You're telling me that he's not going to be in Fast 9? This nine. Too, too nine, too furious? All right. I don't know what that even means. It, <laughs> quote, what I came to realize is that we have a fundamental difference in philosophies on how we appro- approach movie making and collaborating. Now, this is him speaking about his relationship with Vin Diesel. Yes. So, like, there is, there are fissures. There are, there, there, there's some tumult. He says, it took, took me some time, but I'm grateful for the clarity, whether we work together again or not. So that's that's interesting. So do you care about these Fast and Furious movies? This is a part of I geek love culture. Fast and Furious. I do too. I What's them. so interesting about these movies is they're ridiculous, yeah. but they're ridiculous and entertaining enough that they keep me coming back. Yeah. So it's like the difference between this, like you might say, well, Fast and the Furious and Transformers. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. They're both about cars, and it's like. But Fast and the Furious is about family. Yes. It's about family. It's about family. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. What's Transformers about? Robots. <laughs> Robots. Michael Bay. It's about Michael Bay. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. It's not about family or Transformers. It's yeah. about Michael Bay blowing stuff up. I would argue that all of the Transformers movies are secretly just about Michael Bay. Uh, the Fast franchise is a lot of fun. They're, they're great movies to just sort of turn your brain off to. And look, it's good escapism. It looks good. It's dumb. The characters are lovable. All the characters are lovable. It's it's great. It's very, very diverse cast. It's progressive. Look at this. They're driving cars out of buildings in Dubai. Where is he going to get that? Where do you get that? But uh, I, I'm upset to find out that maybe the family's not getting together for another film. That's upsetting yeah, he, to me. He says, he says he's focusing on trying to make this spinoff as good as possible. He is out here making every movie Listen, man, under the sun. Like I told you. Every movie. Rampage du- comes out very soon. Duane, I'm going to see it. I got a screening to go see it on Monday. I just saw Jumanji. Yeah? Yeah. What'd you think? Eh, it's yeah. all right. It's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. Yeah. Kevin Hart was in it. Yeah. The Rock was in it. That's right. You know what I mean? The Rock was The Rock. Kevin Hart was Kevin Hart. Yes. It's fine. People Fine. really like that movie. Yeah, and to I, me, I was it was it was cool. I it, was it was okay. It was okay. It, it was like, C. It's cool. Yeah, right. And uh, uh, I think it was way more successful than the even the the studio predicted it to be, mm-hmm. which is good. That's great. But, so here's, uh, it's fine. So here's my question, though. In light of this, yes. What do you think about the idea of like a franchise and an actor getting bigger than the franchise? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. let's say, for example, like we have a franchise like Star Wars, right? Yeah. You know, and let's say whatever happens in this 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 third part of this trilogy, there's an actor that's so big, that's so huge, and then 
instead of the the story going a certain direction, now the story follows a, follows a superstar. Because mm. I think that's what's happening right here. And, and as 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 wild as it was, I kind of think that's what Tyrese was kind of yelling and screaming about, mm-hmm. like. That right, it, it would become like a cult of personality, and the Rock would become too big for his britches, kind of thing. Well, I think his point is like, but the Fa- Fast and the Furious franchise is not about the Rock. It's about family. It's about <laughs> it's about family. But I th- yeah, but it's a it's about it's about what we've put together. Yeah, it's about this group of people. It's about Tyrese and Ludacris, and you know, God bless the dead. Paul Walker mm-hmm. and Vin Diesel and fill in the blank, fill in the blank, fill in the blank, fill in the blank. And Jason uh, Wonder Statham, Woman and Jason Statham and Gail Godot mm-hmm. and Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. But now if it's like it's about Jason Statham and, and, and Dwayne Johnson, it's like, no, it's not about that. It's about this bigger thing. So. I don't know. I think that's an interesting thing to look at because you can't get mad at what The Rock's doing. I'm excited oh, he's to go. I'm excited to go see Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham run off and do that. But yeah. is there a is there like a like a moral point in this? I don't know. I, I mean, I I would argue this happens with many movies. There there is someone in the film who eclipses the rest of the cast. I mean, Star Wars. Harrison Ford was in everything for a little while. I mean, he was the darling of, like, all Spielberg, everything. He he became Indiana Jones, right? Like, Han Solo had more success than the rest of the cast. All of them enjoyed success and continued to do so, but, you know, some of them become a different kind of superstar. And that's not altogether different here. I mean, it's one thing for an actor to be, like, resentful, of someone else's success. It's also another thing for an actor to say straight up, there is a hostile working environment on this set. I don't know if I'm going to come back to do more. That And that makes sense too. I get it. There's so many different angles of what's going on with this Fast and Furious stuff. Yeah. Like you got Tyrese going, don't make your movie before our movie because yeah. it's messing up my money. Yeah. That's what I really hear Tyrese saying. That's, yeah. This is about messing up my money. Yeah. And then you hear this whole idea of Vin Diesel and and Dwayne Johnson kind of being like, all right, this, city ain't bi- this movie ain't big enough for the both of us. Mm-hmm. That's really what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Like, I, I, who, what are we doing? Like, mm-hmm. we have a, like, when he says we have a fundamental difference in how we look at making movies, mm-hmm. that sounds like saying, you do recognize I'm Dwayne Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't want to do it my way, that's fine, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely not going to do it your way. Vin Diesel because had his I am time. Dwayne Johnson. Vin Diesel had his time. I think he enjoyed his time at the top of of action movies for a little while. That time. How long is, was that? Oh, I mean, I'm th- I'm thinking of uh, fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, maybe. What was it top of? I'm just. <laughs> I'm thinking Pitch of, Black. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah, Chronicles of Riddick. Eye, shining his eyes. Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, you, that was he was That's doing well at the time. That, what, he was fine. Triple X. Uh, okay, you're making a point. Yeah, what was <laughs> he at the said, top of? I mean, like it wasn't at what the was top. Was that horrible movie he just came out with Van something? Um, he did uh, uh, the it, Last Witch Hunter. Ugh. <laughs> I saw that for free and I was like nah man that movie was based on his character that he plays as in the Dungeons and Dragons campaign are you joking? no Vin Diesel was a huge Wait D&D a guy hold on a second yeah you trying to tell me they made a whole entire movie <laughs> off let's of call Vin it Diesel's inspired personal it- Dungeons and Dragons character? yes yes De- Vin Diesel and Donald Glover and Steven Glover can't make a Deadpool cartoon? yeah that movie was terrible. Yeah, it was not a good film. 
goodness gracious. Yeah, that's what it is. Anyway, since we just mentioned it, I kind of want to touch on this real quick. Yes. We found out, according to Stephen Glover, why <laughs> they they canceled the uh, Deadpool. Yeah, which cartoon. I don't, I still don't fully understand. He basically said they were doing an episode about Taylor Swift, uh-huh. and they said, he's like, that was the last straw. And, what I and whatever is, that means is, ex- I'm I'm excited about that statement. And he yeah. said, we were trying to give Rick and Morty a run for their money. And I think we would have. Mm. I am so upset that this show is not going to be on television. Yeah, R.I.P. You telling me that they were making fun of Taylor Swift and they were like, that's it. You know what? No. <laughs> y- y'all got to go. Mm-hmm. Y'all got to get out of here. And mix that with they were trying to actually give Rick and Morty a run, it's like, who knows? man, that sounds like an amazing TV show. This seems to be the only form of Deadpool that can be killed, is this TV show. That's a shame. That is a shame. Yeah. Say la vie. Well, anyway. Let's talk about Black Panther a second. Yes. We have some reports on that. What is this? Black Panther is coming up on being the number three grossing movie. Um... Like, domestically. Like, ever. 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 So, domestically would be the United States. Yeah, internationally yeah. would be right on planet Earth. Right. All, all over. Um, but, yeah, it would, it would have to pass um, Titanic. Uh, what, did it pass Titanic already? I think, I think what's ahead of it is, and I don't know what order it's in, I think what's ahead of it is The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Avatar mm-hmm. and something else. Uh, so what I'm looking at is Titanic and Jurassic World. Didn't it pass also that in that lip? I don't know. It says uh, they, what I'm looking at is a tweet from uh, uh, ERC box office this week. Marvel's Black Panther 650 million will pass Jurassic World 652 million and Titanic 659 million. So yes, this week it will pass. So maybe it has already passed. I do have a bone to pick here. Jurassic World sucked. sucked so I, I still it yeah, sucked uh, for me. Yeah, the like Why? The, like the as in Dilophosaurus. That That's movie. The, what sucked. does that even mean? D as in Dinanicus. What? That movie sucked. Are you actually saying D words? as in Dimetrodon? That movie sucked. Right, I'm not gonna keep doing this. I hated that. I really did. I see that. You hate it so really much. You make words up. No, this. All three of those are dinosaurs. Anyway. D as in dinosaur. DNA. Thank you. Got it. There you go. Got it. I, I just. I thought that. that movie sucked, and so the idea that it is potentially like on par. Or even near Black Panther's success is just wild well, to let's, me. Uh, here's here's one thing. Didn't you say you wanted to ask me a question about Black Panther? Oh yeah, I do. Okay. All right. So you know, agreed upon in this room, we are fans of the movie. Accurate. Right. Fair to say. Uh, one of the things that I think we can also agree on is that we are people who spend time on the internet. Yes. So uh, you know, the the Twitter. The blogs, mm-hmm. the Facebooks, mm-hmm. you know, we, we keep up with pop culture online. Mm-hmm. The Instagram crackers. Right. The Instagram crackers. Now, there's a lot of hype of, is that a bad thing? Sounds like a bad thing. Instagram crackers. Go with it. Just <laughs> go with it. Let, <laughs> let walk down the road. You already done passed it. You passed go. You collected your 200. Just keep yeah. going around. So uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, the question that I have is this, basically. You know, you, we all know that hype plays a part in movies, you know, and the longer that a movie is out and people are giving it critical acclaim, the more hype builds up. And hype has this relationship, this indirect relationship with 
the idea of quality when you finally do get to see it. So let's say movie's been out for a month, everybody's hyping it up, is the greatest thing ever, 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 and then you finally see it and you have that that you need to match it to. We get that, right? What I'm interested in is conversations I've had with people in which they've said, I don't get what people were so crazy about. Black Panther was okay. And what I surmise is these are also people who don't spend a lot of time on the internet. And they don't spend a lot of time like looking up geek culture and and seeing reference points for other people praising it and talking about it, right? They just hear it from their friends. So my question to you, Octavius A. Newman, is, is it possible that part of the reason all of us agree that Black Panther is incredible is because we spend a lot of time with other people who also agree Black Panther is incredible. And the people who are not on the internet to, to experience that relationship don't get it. I think that this is the reason why the Black, Pan- the Black Panther, the Black Out Congregation exists. Yeah. Because if you have a scale from 1 to 10 and somebody tells you it's a 15... Or if someone communicates to you in a way that registers in your brain, mm-hmm. this is going to be a 15. Mm-hmm. That means it'll never be a 15. Mm-hmm. So even if it's a 10, it's still going to be below par for you. Mm-hmm. Because your expectations are now something that's impossible for anything to meet. Mm-hmm. Now, what about the possibility of assimilation? Tell me more. Everybody says it's amazing. I don't want to be the one who says it's not. Maybe. Right. Sure. And it's also possible that's just someone's taste. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't know if I can, I would necessarily nail it down to you don't spend enough time on the internet. That's what the problem is. Well, what's here's what's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And this, this is such an extreme example. Uh, and I know the people that I'm thinking of in, in particular aren't listening to this show. I'm fairly confident. So I'm just going to. Well, that's their problem right there. We yeah, can just that go is, on to the next topic. That's the first issue. That's that number that's one. First, first of all, and third issue. Let's just get to the bottom of this. So here's the thing. When someone says to me, I don't understand why everybody thought Black Panther was so good. So good. I think in my mind, this is 100% in my mind. This is restrained. But I'm like, are you low-key racist? Why would that be the conclusion? Why? Why? Because the, the importance of the film, of the film Black Panther, right? it has a lot to do with your understanding of like visibility of black characters winning and having nuance and this story being really significant in our world, in in our pop culture, that representation is significant. And for me, when I saw Black Panther, not only was it a dope movie, I like these cultural references, mm-hmm. I love the way that it looked, mm-hmm. but it also checks all these boxes of like, yes, I agree with all of this and I'm excited mm-hmm. to see it. Mm-hmm. And so if someone doesn't get it, I wonder, what else do you not get? Wait, I don't understand, though. I don't understand why them not liking it like you like it what could possibly... I'm saying, like... Uh, okay, so the, a very specific uh, example okay. is one of the, the people that I'm referring to mm-hmm. uh, says, like, Killmonger was a terrible villain. And I'm like, how can okay. you... How do... What's their answer for why? How do you mean? Well, you, you're saying, how could you... I'm assuming you're saying, how could you say that? Oh, it's just that. It's just that. Right, so well, what, was I, their, what was their answer? It, it was just terrible. He's just boring. Okay, well, maybe they're boring to that person. Right, but I'm like, but there's so much context that powers that character that helps it flesh out the character. But Why? That don't that mean they gotta like him. I, I understand that. Yeah. But I think the assessment of, of this character, look, 
I, I, I stand for this movie, and mm-hmm. I, I understand that's a, a big part of it, yes. right? But yeah. I also wonder, like, if you really think this, what else do you think? Think what exactly? If you really think Black Panther was unimpressive, mm-hmm. what else do you know? You do you might- have some full context about the state of the world? I don't think do you, you have to have that. I in in these these situations, mm-hmm. I feel that. Like, Tell me more. This is interesting. Tell me more about that. Yeah, well, like, these are people that I don't think have an acute reference or an awareness of racial inequality. Do you think that that's necessary to enjoy the movie? I don't think it's necessary, Mm -hmm. but I do think that it supplants an understanding of why the movie succeeds. Supplants. Tell me what that word means. Lays a foundation for. I figured. Yeah. Just making sure I got the right thing. You got it. All right, context helped one. Context context is important. I heard the word plant in there too. Like, so it probably means put something in the ground. So I'm just thinking, and it kind of sounds like semen. Have you ever thought about that? Um, I think I would have to know more about what exactly the person had to say. Uh I think, like, race, racist, and racism, and all that kind of stuff, and prejudice, and xenophobic, and homophobic, and Uh transphobic, and yada yada yada. A lot of those words are very specific and they mean something very specific and very particular, you know? Uh So, like, there's the whole conversation, can black people be racist? You know, can, are all white people racist? Like, all of these different situations, I think they all come down to, first of all, let's come to a agreed upon definition of what that word means, mm-hmm. you know, between you and I or between all of us or between everybody because words mean things, but not all words mean the same thing to everybody. Mm-hmm. So we can say the same thing and just mean something different mm-hmm. all together. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to enjoying something, I don't want to create a mandatory, I don't think it's accurate mm-hmm. to say if you don't enjoy sweet potato pies you might be racist well that is true well that's a big jump <laughs> yeah. well why would you say that well do you recognize what role this plays in my culture yeah no i don't yeah go on sure i don't recognize well if you don't like jamaican food if you don't like curry you might be racist mm-hmm. Well, do you understand what role that Jamaican food and, and curry, goat, and or oxtails plays in my life as a, as a Jamaican? Mm-hmm. No. Period. Mm-hmm. I, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make me somehow, that makes me ignorant. Not, yeah. it, it, I might be racist. I might be prejudiced. I might be homophobic, transphobic, xenophobic, fill in the, fill in the blank phobic. Yeah. Might be, but I don't know that. <clears throat> I've given you enough data. I've given you enough proof or evidence. Right, which is, which is I'm 100% on the level with. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I make a judgment, but I do have the question in the back of my mind. Mm. And that question is, I, what, what else do you believe? I wonder if you and I are in a similar position in terms of our views on the world and mm. inequality, whether mm. they are racial, sexual, mm-hmm. any anything having to do with any any identity, really, mm-hmm. and I, it makes me ask. It makes me think of that question uh, in a time when I otherwise wouldn't. Right? You know, somebody says like, "Did you like Ready Player One?" And I'd be like, "Yeah." Did you? No, I wouldn't. It, it, I just wouldn't even go to that. I'd be like, "Well, I guess you're just a hateful person, huh?" But it. I wonder. The what is it about being, Black Panther? Well, the that, that Black Panther is 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 very much rooted in black characters, a black superhero, 
and blackness, the struggle of black Americans and the expectations and responsibilities of like black people who wield power. And there's a, there's a lot of conversation that has to do with black identity. Mm -hmm. And if someone doesn't think that there's an absence of that in the first place, would they notice how important it is to have it? Do you feel like you understand Black Panther? The film? Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you get it? Like, do you feel like you you feel it? You understand it? You grasp it? You? I think I, I think I I grasp it as much as I can, mm -hmm. not having the lived experience. Right. Yes. Now, <clears throat> so <clears throat> I believe the documentary is called Paris is Burning. Yes. So I watched Paris is Burning. It's a great documentary. I like it. Very enlightening. I like it. It's enlightening. And one of the biggest reasons why I like Paris is Burning is because I'm able to watch it <clears throat> and kind of go, huh, okay, I didn't know that. Or, oh, okay, yeah. this is a culture that I don't know a whole lot about. This is, I mean, I'm just interested. It's a good documentary. It's good storytelling. Like, yeah. it's really good. And at the same time, I could also see me watching Paris is Burning and going, I ain't like it. I just didn't get it. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? I'm just, that, that wasn't the case, but I'm like, I'm just, I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. And I do think it's important to be able to leave room for people to have, like, their perspective on a piece of art or someone else's opinion or someone else's perspective shared in an artistic way and not necessarily let that be like, oh, Octavius, you didn't like Paris is burn Burning? You're homophobic. No. That, that's, I think that's like, because, but that's the stuff, that's the stuff on the internet that's dangerous. Yeah, no, no, no. You know and, I mean? and I don't want to fall into like hot take territory. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's not like that. So my question to you is, d does your mind go there? If, it depends. Uh, you know, so you know when it goes do there? Do you wonder? You know when it, you know when my mind goes there? It's context. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more to it. Mm -hmm. Like if someone was to say, man, I just didn't like Black Panther. You know me. What's my next question? Why? Why? And if they're just like, man, it just seemed like it was all about just like, they were just overdoing the black thing. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. Now you've given me something to yeah. kind of go, and what's my next question? What do you mean overdoing the black thing? Yeah. Well, everything was all about just like black this and everybody was talking in these accents and you know what I mean? Like they were in the hood all the time and just like, I mean, why has everything got to be about race? Mm-hmm. Aha. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now you but I'm I'm a detective y kind of conversational person. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Why are you saying that? What's that? Tell me more about that. Why do you have you know, part of my job even is to kind of go, what's that? Why are we doing that? What's yeah. the answer to that? How yeah. come we and just kind of dig, dig, dig a little bit. But I let the person tell tell on themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Now I definitely squint my eyes at people on Twitter and in real life, all the, I'm all the time going, mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Okay. But at the same time, I try to let people... Here, here's, the, here's the Newman saying. Mm -hmm. This is what my mom says to me. Octave, when people show you their true colors, believe, believe them. Believe them. Yeah. Don't try to paint them a different color. Yeah. So I let them tell on themselves. And I might probe and I might play Columbo. A little, you know what I mean when I say... You know what I mean oh, when yeah, I say I play Columbo. Columbo. If you guys know Columbo, Columbo would be... He'll probably be rebooted soon and <laughs> I'm sure uh, Jonah Hill will be playing Columbo. No. I'm, look, how are you going to do that? Look, I don't know. How did they you do... You can't have Jonah Hill play how Columbo. How they do uh, uh, 21 Jump Street. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, they do this. Anyway. They do that. Right. Well, Columbo would... They do that! Yeah, they do. <laughs> Columbo would kind of play... 
huh? Like, just, what's the word? What am, I, what am I looking for? He would kind of play like, I don't quite understand. Tell me more. He wouldn't play stupid. He'd kind of go, hmm, I'm, I need a little more information. Yeah. And he would just kind of play the whole episode like he didn't really know. Mm-hmm. He would kind of turn around and walk away and he'd go, one more thing and then gotcha. Yeah. You know? That was the Columbo thing. But he would just gather, 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 gather information the whole time. Yeah. So that's my method. I let people tell on themselves. And yeah. sometimes people tell on themselves real loud. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then when they do stuff like that, like, I believe them. Like, I believe, listen, I believe Stacey Dash <sighs> when she says what she says. Yeah. I believe. There's power in that. You know what I mean? why would you believe anything else? Yeah. Like, wh- what, would so, that, what would that tell you? So if someone is saying, I don't like Black Panther, I go, I believe that you don't like Black Panther. Yeah. Now, but when I start looking at other things, and if I have context for who you are as a person, and I've seen you and heard you say other things, then I might be able to kind of jump through a couple hoops and go, oh, well, I think I know why you're saying that. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I also want to give people an opportunity to grow, opportunity to develop, and an opportunity to be confused. Sure. Because I know for me, man... You've known me for years. I'm not the same guy today that I was before. And there's been a lot of people who've loved me and walked with me and allowed me to say stupid things and be wrong very loudly. Be be loud and wrong Mm -hmm. for a long time and get to the point where I'm kind of like, yo, I was an idiot. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Mm. And so, yeah, I definitely think people, are there going to be people who don't like Black Panther? And I do think that there are reasons that maybe people don't even know why sure it makes them uncomfortable yeah. and i know even me even black folks have this issue sure you know what i'm saying like black folks even are that way to each other in some ways you know it's kind of like man just like hip-hop music it's just so like it's vulgar and i don't feel comfortable with it mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I can see that. I can understand that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like whenever I hear somebody like listening to music, I'm like, you guys are idiots. Whoa, back up. How'd you get there? That's a big jump. Like I'm listening to music that you don't like, so now I'm one of these people? Sure. Wait, back, hold on. That's a that's a large jump you just took. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So I'm just trying to So well, I should say I'll backtrack some. You know, maybe part of this is me making my own confession. Right. That when I'm met with someone who isn't enthusiastic about Black Panther as an example, um, then m- my instinct is to to wonder other things. What are some other things that you and I share or don't? I'm curious. Because I wonder if it's because you didn't like the CG or you thought it was edited badly or you like just don't generally have exposure to some of the the reasons why I thought this movie was so great or is it nothing at all I wonder I wonder I Black wonder, Panther hot I take wonder, alert I wonder and so that's just it it's like I I basically have a hot take alert where I'm like hold on mm-hmm. I I need to suppress it I'm curious though and my mind wanders a little bit I got a hot take ready what is it Michael B Jordan did not do a good job acting in Black Panther. Oh, Panthers. man. So... He's often the worst actor on the screen. <laughs> oh. I've said it. I'm saying it because I believe it to be true. Could you back that up? Wait, why, why do you think that is? How do you feel that way? Uh, Trying to think of... Uh, because I, I have to say... In you, the Jaka! <laughs> I never yielded! And obviously, I am not dead! All that challenge shit is over. Wakabi, kill this fool. Nah, player. I don't, <laughs> nah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not with it. I'm not. Like the knife part. 
hell of a move. <coughs> nah. Like, it's just his delivery. <laughs> like, so here's the thing. Isn't that the writing? No, it's his delivery. Okay. It's his delivery. Yeah, his look, you know, like the hair, the outfit, the the writing, mm-hmm. like the storyline. I love Killmonger yeah. as a character. My favorite villain in a Marvel movie thus far. Yeah. So everything else is so A++++ around him that him being eh, he mm-hmm. sticks out like a sore thumb. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I feel like, you. I feel and it's you. not even that Michael B. Jordan is a bad actor or I don't like him or whatever or I don't ever want to see him. It's not that. It's just that, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't care for his performance in this particular movie. Yeah. His fight scenes, great. The stuff he was saying, great. Sure. But, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, but that that's, that's, that's my take. Yeah. Now, do I hate, do I hate black people? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like, no, I don't, no, I don't no, think so. No, no. But that's my honest opinion. Yeah. Like, like oftentimes, you know what I mean? When I don't want to poison this podcast right now and and lose all of our Patreon subscribers. But I I agree with you on on that hot take. My I've I've seen the movie twice in the theaters, and I've felt the same way both times. That Michael B. Jordan, I I believe that he's competent and capable, but the 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 delivery was not. I just didn't think it was up to snuff. I don't think it matched the rest yeah, of his. It's cast. like he's in a different. It's like his. De- he's he's in a different movie. Yeah, like his delivery of things is almost like I am on a stage play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm. Yeah, he's like he's doing something different. Like he's trying a little harder than he's. It's like he's trying a little harder. Mm-hmm. Like I can see him straining. It, not literally, mm-hmm. but I can see him straining to play the character yeah. where everyone else kind of just seems to be effortlessly. Uh, no, that's Shuri right there. Part of the reason why I don't really mind or think about it much is I frame Black Panther as a Shakespearean story. Like it's this great tragedy. And it's, you know, when I think about it that way, it's like people have permission to be a little ham. Like they just, like it's a little, all right, over the top. But that's okay, because the, your character would proclaim that. You know, he would act like that. It would be a little dramatic like that. And it's fine by me. But yeah, I feel the same way. I haven't liked Michael B. Jordan's acting the same way since he was playing Wallace. Whoa, that's a, that, that's, you just took it to another level. I just, I really like Michael B. Jordan a lot. Mm-hmm. And Creed is maybe one of my favorite movies ever. It, it has affected me deeply. But uh, yeah, I don't know. He's he's like Cardi B. Sometimes he's hot, it's an, and other times Whoa, it's, it's with just, his company. He's like Cardi B. That might be the name of the episode. He's like episode Cardi 91. B. <laughs> you just compared Michael B. Jordan to Cardi B. Well, I'm just like sometimes it's the wow. company. Sometimes it's the company that he keeps, and other times he's great by himself. And other times it's like, well, I mean, it's it's fine. You know what I mean? Be careful is not a great song. No, I don't like it. It's not great. Drip, good song. It's a good song. I it's like Migos. it. It yeah. all comes back. Thank you, Octavius. It all comes back to Tyrese <laughs> and Migos. And, Migos. And, and comic books. And comic books. All right. So let's talk about something else here. Something that you know, if you've been listening to Comic Book Gentle for a while. I'm we're not. Big, we're big on this. <laughs> Spoilers. 
the Russo brothers have given us some instructions, Adam. Yes. Do you, do you want to let the internet know about the instructions that they've been given? I do. From um, the internet and specifically Tom Holland has been given instructions. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, uh, I'm going to lift up my computer here so I angle this right. Okay, so um, I, I really appreciate this entire thing. The Russo brothers, they, they're interacting on Twitter. If you go to their account, it's mostly, you know, trailers and images for uh, upcoming Infinity War. But earlier in the week, they tweeted a photo of the Infinity Gauntlet on what is like a marble countertop. I guess Thanos <laughs> has uh, washing his hands at the current moment. <laughs> yeah. So to sit the, the gauntlet down. Uh, How does Thanos wash his hands? Hey, somebody washes it for him. Is there like a is there like a He's cleaning a mechanism inside? He's the a gauntlet? mad titan. He's what makes that you think? Answer. What makes you think that doesn't he explain. wastes his time washing his hands? Because maybe he wants to be high, like some cares about hygiene. Maybe he wants to season his his hands with the blood of his his conquered enemies, and, he wants and then put it back in the gauntlet. That's maybe. just that that is <laughs> That's just not unhygiene. sanitary. That's what makes him the mad titan. Because people see him do that and they think, Thanos, you're crazy, You ain't gonna man. wash your hands before you put it back in there? That's what, ma- <laughs> that's what his Black Order, his like henchmen, they're like, man, that's why he's a mad titan. He doesn't even wash his hands. He's like, you know the craziest thing about Thanos? <laughs> he don't even wash his hands after he come out the bathroom. Yeah. Thanos is nasty. <laughs> Thanos is nasty. He's like Cardi B. <laughs> <laughs> Cardi B is not. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yo, what so if Cardi look, B got the Infinity Gauntlet? What would that be like? Ah, uh, well, I'll tell you one thing. She would only have the the yellow gem. Is my understanding? She would have the Bodak yellow. What is it? The Soul Gem? I guess that's in Vision's head. Who knows? Um, and uh, I assume she would put it on and immediately. If I thought like, I want to know it, no, go ahead. <laughs> you I'm can't like, fuck with me if you wanted to, because I'm wearing the Infinity Gauntlet. Obviously, because I'm wearing the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Anyway, carry so on. look, Russo Brothers put out this tweet. It's a photo of the Infinity Gauntlet. It's all lit up and everything, and it's it's holding or or uh, uh, placed against a letter. A typed letter. And the letter reads, To the greatest fans in the world. That's me and you, by the way. Accurate. We're about to embark on the Avengers Infinity War press tour. We will be visiting fans all over the world, screening only a limited amount of selected footage from the film in order to avoid spoiling the story for future viewers. How about that? I don't want to see that. How about that? I don't want to see that. If you got invited to the red carpet to go and see that, you would decline? I would go. If for the experience of the red carpet. Wow, you're a soldier. But <laughs> I, if it's like, hey, you know, come out to the... I to, appreciate your sacrifice. Come out to the IMAX and just watch 15 minutes of this movie. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good on that. I'll see right, the, whole so thing. the letter continues. We will not scream the film in its screen the film in its entirety I don't until the see Los Angeles premiere shortly before the film's global release, which is soon, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone involved with the film has worked incredibly hard. Yada 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 yada. This is the important line. Only a handful of people know the film's true plot. What does that even mean? We're asking that when you see Infinity War in the coming months, that you maintain the same level of secrecy so that all fans can have an equal experience when they watch it for the first time. Keep that same energy. Don't spoil it for the others the same way you wouldn't want it spoiled for you. Good luck and happy viewing. The Russo brothers. Hashtag Thanos demands your silence. Thanos has a group. He rolls with a squad. Like his henchmen are called the Black Order. Mm -hmm. I would would like to hear forth 
request that the name of that squad is changed to the Blackout Congregation. Wow. That's right. Wow. Thanos That's stole right. my idea. He took your idea. That's what makes him the Mad Titan as well. And he doesn't even wash his hands. Doesn't wash his hands and he plagiarizes. <laughs> he plagiarized a paper when in, in elementary school, got himself in trouble, didn't wash his hands all year. Mad Titan. <laughs> That's where he's at. That's, That's what it's crazy. for. And then he's just run, he, he's left his planet because nobody wanted him around. Wow. He came to Earth. He's trying to take it from us. Man. How do you feel about that? Uh this respect. I like to see filmmakers take this seriously like we do. I like that. I like somebody to look that issue dead in the eye and say, please, fam, do not mess with other people's experiences because that is not what we designed. We work hard to make this for you. Instead of someone saying nothing about it and, you know, it's, you know, it's rampant. It's going to happen no matter what. Yeah. And look, let's be clear. It's going to happen no matter what. Comicbook.com, I'm looking at you. I'm not logging onto your website the entire week that that film is about to come out because I know you're going to post a story with a screenshot that says you won't believe so on, so on, so on, so on happens in Infinity War. It's like, nah. you won't believe that spoiler die and it's a picture of like, like Chris Chris Hemsworth uh-huh. just looking at you just like it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. The silhouette of the Hulk. Like we all know. We all know. So I'm but I'm very intrigued by the fact that they say only a handful of people know the film's true plot. That's so interesting that. What is that? We have come this far and that <clears throat> they have this much invested in this movie. It's 10 years. Yeah. What is this 18? This is the 18th movie. Something like that. Something like that. It's a long time. You got to imagine that they're going, hey, man, look, Tom Holland cannot know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> like, he has to have violated his contract on multiple occasions. Yeah. Like, how does this young man continue to tell people what's going on in this movie? No, I don't know. Yeah, and Tom Holland tweeted, too. He says, this letter was addressed to me. Right. <laughs> well, and, and looking at you, Tom Holland. Yeah. So, I mean, like, Spoilers, just internet, just don't spoil it. No. Don't watch any trailers. Mm-hmm. Don't look at any reviews. You've already know if you, you already know if you are or not going to go see this movie. Yep. Just chill out, buy your tickets, go to the theater. IMAX No 3D is my suggestion. Mm-hmm. And enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty, my wife and I are, are working our way through the rest of the movies. Yes. So we got a couple, we're, we're a couple weeks behind, but we're going to have watched all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe actual films. Mm-hmm. So when we go into Infinity War, it's fresh. I watched Iron Man 2 recently, which I haven't seen in some years. Uh, it doesn't really hold up. I watched well. Iron Man 3. I like it. Uh, Iron Man 3 is great. I like Iron it Man 3, when I first saw it, I felt a little divided on it. Not sure how to feel about it. Because Tony spends so much time outside of the suit. But that's a Shane Black movie. Uh, uh, Man Thing's ex-wife is in it. I'm about it. And Iron Man 2, however, what? let me remind you of this. There's a scene right, in Iron Man 2. We left on this? When ta- we, look, we just wrap it up after the story because there, there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> right. There's a scene in Iron Man 2 when, when Tony Stark is meeting with Nick Fury in a fast food restaurant or a diner, right? Do you, do you recall this? I do recall this. And uh, uh, who comes into the scene and scooches next to Nick Fury but Black Widow herself? You're saying that that's Man-Thing's wife? No. Okay. But then Nick Fury... Samuel Jackson puts his arms around uh, 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 Natasha. You're saying Nick Fury is 
Man Thing's ex-wife? No. Okay. He puts his arms around the Black Widow, and he says, like, Tony, I want you to meet this person. And he, he, he introduces her, like, is his niece. Like, his arms are just, like, very comfortably around her back. I saw the body language in that and thought, Nick Fury would not do that. And Sam why Jackson would Black Widow might. be like, oh, yeah, go ahead and just, like, present me, like, hey, uh, Tony, this is your babysitter. She's going to be looking after you. Um, Black Widow, this is Tony. Y'all have a good time. Maybe they're close like that. I got to leave. I just thought that was crazy. That didn't make sense. That makes sense. Well. Didn't make sense. I wrote a letter. Anyway. The movie is. <laughs> it's been out a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about. Speaking I ain't even mad about Mickey Rourke. That's the thing I was mad about. <laughs> Not Mickey Rourke and his parrot. You lose. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's talk about this last thing. Speaking of Marvel Cinematic Universe, yes. Fantastic Foe. They back. They are back in the comics. Or they're coming back. They're coming back in the comics. That's right. What does this mean? I have an idea. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know what you think. Uh, I think your idea and my idea are probably the same idea. I think. If, lunch boxes? They're trying to sell lunch boxes? <laughs> they're trying to sell lunch boxes, exactly. Perfect. They're trying to get back in that, in that lunchbox industry. Getting that underoo money. For real, it's probably... Getting the, that underoo money that is, is ridiculous. Probably the next Migo song, though. Underoo money. <laughs> Getting that money. underoo money. Money. Getting that underoo money. Money. Getting that money roof money. Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So look, I, I believe uh, th- I think Marvel is slowly positioning the 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 Marvel's first family back into the spotlight because they know something that we don't. I think that they expect this uh, uh, like the Disney Fox merger to happen or the acquisition to happen, and I think they expect to put the Fantastic Four back on a platform where they belong because ultimately, eventually. Several many years out from now, Marvel Studios is going to make a Fantastic Four movie. There, I said it. That's what I believe. That's what I believe. Yeah, I mean, I think we saw that. Happen. That's what I want. I mean, I, but we saw this happen. We saw this happen back when we first started Comic Book Junto. What was that series we were reading? We, uh, Secret Wars two. Was it? Well, that's when Fantastic Four like up and disappeared. Yeah, they, yeah. They took off for a little while. Yeah, that was Secret Wars two. Jonathan Hickman. Yeah, and we saw them go away because of the horrible movies they were putting out, and yeah. they didn't have any control over them. And you know, we just suspected that they got rid of them. We saw them try to do. They, we saw them try to make the Inhumans work. And Marvel maintains, by the way, Marvel maintains for their part that all this stuff that it, what you and I are talking about is all gossip and hearsay. Yeah. Anyway, so what I like I was right. saying. Um, they tried to get rid of the X Men. They tried to make the Inhumans happen. They tried this yeah. ridiculous TV show. Tried this movie, oh which was God. then turned into a TV show, and all the rest of that crap. Trash. They acting like the Inhumans never happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They're literally aren't they killing them off in the comics? That's coming soon. Yeah. They're killing off the Inhumans, or at least that's what they're advertising. There were no X Men comic books for a long time. Now they got X Men Gold, Blue, Red. Turquoise, Fuchsia, you know what I mean? Everybody. Yeah, all these X-Men books. Mm -hmm. They have an Iceman book. I remember back... Not anymore, they canceled that. Right, but I remember back in the day, they had all these Wolverine... Remember that? Yeah. They had more Wolverine books than they had Batman books. Wolverine, spoiler, spoiler, has been dead for a little while. Right. Wolverine, spoiler, spoiler, apparently coming back to life. Yeah. So... They got after-credit scenes in comics now? Yeah. I guess you gotta stay till the end of the comic. <laughs> you stay till the end. <laughs> yeah, who's the fool who's closing the book before there are uh, more panels? Like, sit down. Come on, man. You There's know what more it is. comic left. Come on. 
You know what's going on here. Although, for what it's worth, those scenes are trash. They're stupid, man. It's just the like, Wolverine I joints? thought I saw James Howlett. And that's the whole thing. Okay. Great. They even got Wolverine podcast that Marvel won't let me listen to. You can, you can listen to it. You just got to pay for it. If I subscribe, come on. I ain't paying for it. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Anyway, that's what I think is happening. Yeah, they got rid of the X-Men. They got rid of Fantastic Four because they didn't have control over them. That's what I believe. Now we see the X-Men come back. Now we see Cable coming back. Deadpool never left because they knew that was making them some money in comics. But Fantastic Four is coming back. And I would just use that as a reference point to say, hey, man, Fantastic Four movie is coming. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens after Infinity War. We know that, that the next Avengers movie, which comes out next year, they have a plan for it, but they will not release the name for it because apparently the Russo brothers are not releasing the name for the next Avengers movie because it's air quote, st- they don't want to air quote, scare anybody. What? That's what they said. Huh. I don't even know what that means. Exactly. Okay. They're not releasing the name of it until after we see this because they don't want to alarm anyone. Interesting. I like it. Interesting. Okay. You, you have to do something different. Yeah, you got to take risks. Yeah. You got to do something different. Uh, that's exciting. I want Fantastic Four to come back. Dan Slott is going to be writing that one. He's previously uh, off of, I think, seven or almost 10 years of writing Amazing Spider-Man. Dan Slott uh, wrote She-Hulk for a time, Silver Surfer. Uh, Dan Slott's an interesting cat. And Sarah Pacelli is is uh, Same the, woman who illustrated... Um, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. And Spider-Man, when Bendis was doing that as well. Pacelli is amazing. But she, I think she takes a little bit of time to put those those illustrations together because they're very good. So I'm very excited about the Fantastic Four coming back. Some years ago, John Hickman, who used to write the Fantastic Four, said, and I quote, I think it's pretty common knowledge at this point that Marvel isn't publishing Fantastic Four because of their disagreement with Fox. Obviously. And he continues and says... In order to uh, for Marvel to get Fantastic Four back in comics, he says Disney probably needs to buy Fox. He said that a couple of years ago. Now you know that's just one writer, but I, I agree. We'll see. I agree. And then we'll have Michael B. Jordan back as the Human Torch. We most certainly will not. Or not, because that didn't work out. No, <laughs> it didn't that work movie out. Was not good. Yeah, it was really boring though. Yes, unfortunate. Unfortunate. Well, anyway, we shall see what happens, you know, with, with Fantastic Four comes Doom, comes Silver Surfer, mm-hmm. comes Michael Chiklis's Galactus, yeah. and all, all kinds of other stuff. So yeah. we'll see what's going on. Yeah. And Doom plays a big part in, you know, there's a big Doom and Black Panther Wakanda story. That's exciting. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's exciting. So that's episode 91. That's it. Hit us up at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedderus, at Comic Book Junto. Let us know what you guys think of this episode. Let us know if you think the Fast Family is going to get broken up. That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. And if The Rock leaves, who replaces The Rock? That's my question. Who Who replaces The Rock? Who? Who watches The Watchmen? Who watches The Rockman? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Oh, man. Let's get out of here. You know what? <laughs> Just like Cardi B. <laughs> Are you going to make me regret that for the rest of yeah. my life? Yeah. You know, from now on, you're going to have a kid. Mm. You're going to go, you know what? 
He is just like Cardi wow. B. You know, wow, wow. He's just like Cardi B. <laughs> yeah, who's Cardi B? Don't worry about it, son. It's like Cardi B. <laughs> Dad, oh! am I Bodak Yellow? <laughs> yes. Dad, am I dripping with finesse? Yes. Yes, you are. Dad, did I come through dripping? And you're going to go drip, drip, son. I'll say ice. Drip, drip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. This has been ridiculous for long enough. Comic book junto at barefruit.com. Send us emails. Hashtag AskCBJ. Ask us questions. Ask us what you want to. And we'll hit you back with some answers. Shout out to everybody in the Patreon, Facebook yep. group. Yep, yep, Consider yep. Consider adding us to your pull list and being a part of being a patron by going to patreon.com forward slash comic book junto. That's J-U-N-T-O. And I think that's it. We got anything else? Uh, what happens on Earth 2 stays on Earth 2. That's that. Mm-hmm. We love y'all. Until next time. Peace. Oh, oh, oh.